This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band barely escaped the caverns. Marnie was saved by her enemies and allies, Atticus Holder clear, and Valentine used his bolt pistol to contribute from behind. Can they successfully steal an orc truck and get back to Imperial territory? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From a frontline report, Planet Vicodin. Yeah, so the orcs have gotten kind of inventive about the sorts of machines they're using. Uh, as with green skins in general, we kind of expected a few of their normal vehicles, the war tracks and buggies and such, but uh, it would seem they've gotten uh, a, a little bit uh, inventive uh, with some of their stuff. So uh, all I'm saying is uh, just be on the lookout because, uh, man, those, uh, those snaz wagons pack a punch. Um, you are hiding behind um, a collection of felled trees um, and uh, we'll say like a burnt out, um, I don't know, like some kind of harvesting machine. Um, Vicodin itself as a, as an imperial world isn't actually that technologically advanced. The uh, the plant that produces Glasgow Vicodin's product is, uh, but the society around it isn't. So it's almost, um, you can think like a, um, uh, kind of a, a medieval um, uh, machine for helping to take down trees um, that by imperial standards would actually be very rudimentary. It'd kind of be like, oh, that's cool. You've got an ax on a hinge. Um, that kind of level of like a wood chipper mixed with that kind of thing. It's old and rusted out and kind of covered in, in uh, um, greenery because it's been here for a long time. But it's enough cover for the three of you to... Uh, uh, to be safely sheltered from the road. Now, Marnie's in critical condition, obviously. Um, she's in bad shape. Um, your goal right now is uh, to make it to uh, Firebase forward Charlie, operating or Forward base Operating yeah. Base Charlie, um, to find uh, Dr. Colesti Aris, who Vis remembers as a somewhat um, uh, business-minded and straightforward uh, doctor who might not be as wrapped up in the bullshit of uh of what's going on um easy to ask questions absolutely um also atticus as someone who too keeps a pretty good eye on on the people who are efficient and are more focused on making sure the job is done well um you know that this is the kind of doctor you can trust um and your faith in the overall sort of mechanism of of this uh this army and this uh, this war has been pretty shaken. So 
seemingly a trustworthy person. Also, um, I think the reality of uh, what occurred uh, to you prior to falling into the cavern is now somewhat more real. And it's in, in a weird way, you're almost on vacation or in Wonderland in that you were underground and things were very different. But now that you're back above ground, the, the stark reality that um, the uh, skull crawlers turned on you uh, is somewhat more, more pressing. But in the meantime, all that matters is getting a vehicle and getting to um, Firebase, or sorry, Forward Operating Base Charlie, FOB Charlie. So um, the convoy is, again, uh, close, but far enough away that you're able to kind of scurry to safety. Um, your two most pressing concerns are to get a vehicle, uh, because FOB Charlie is not close. Uh, it's close-ish, but it's not close. Uh, and you'll have to basically cross the battlefield to get there. Uh, also, m both Marnie and Valentine are pretty fucked up. So I would say um, you have a few moments to plan as uh, the orcs come rum rumbling towards you. Uh, what do you do? How many vehicles are there? Um, it's kind of hard to tell. Unfortunately, orc vehicles are uh, bad at uh, not casting like exhaust and, and kicking up dirt. Um, you can see um, two uh, war tracks out in front, which are kind of... Um, Think almost a um, if you crossed a motorcycle uh, with kind of a like a, a flat back. Um, so like essentially, there's a driver up front, single wheel, and then tracks behind it um, with um, an orc with like a heavy bolter uh, type weapon. So like a, a big shooter. Um, <clears throat> so there's two of those up front. Uh, what? Uh, Atticus and Marnie, well, I mean, Marnie's out. Uh, Atticus, what you would know is um, traditionally in an orc convoy, uh, you're going to see war buggies, which are kind of like if you cleave the top off of um, like a four-wheel dune buggy um, and, uh, again, put a big gun on it and have a little driver with small guns. Mm -hmm. War tracks are glorified bikes, uh, so bikes but with with a flat track behind them. Um, but behind them, you can see larger vehicles. Uh, for the three of you, um, uh, either of these vehicles would be a tight fit, um, but some of the ones that are clearly in the middle might be a, a better thing. Plus, again, you're going to have to cut across a war zone in order to get to the FOB. So you won't get a proper look at these until they're a bit closer, um, unless you want to try and roll me a check. But yeah, I'll roll a check to see if I can figure out what these vehicles are. Sure. So um, are you just... Uh, using your eyes, do you have any tech you want to use? What? Uh, how do you think you can see or anything? Okay. Like that. So um, I've got robot eyes. If I'm looking, and I would be. Okay. So then, Tyler, let's say you're helping Valentine. So I guess the scene then is the two of you. You kind of drag Marnie to to safety for a moment, um, and then the, uh, the two of you confer about uh, how you want to approach this. So let's do that, and then we'll do the roll. And Tyler, I think we'll say that Atticus is assisting Valentine, who's using his robot eyes to see. But Valentine, you'd probably have to instruct him on that. So what what do you say to him? Well, clearly we're not equipped to battle an entire convoy, so we're going to need some sort of vehicle towards the end. Uh, we need something with an exposed driver, because odds are if we could take out an orc driver, uh, the rest of the convoy will abandon them. They like to go fast. It's one of their primary interests. Uh, something with an exposed gunner would be ideal. It's the trade-off. We need to be able to stop something, but also have it protect us when it continues driving onwards. Right, right. 
Uh, let's see here. Well, we've got some trees we could. Uh, oh, are they, are, are they using roadways or are they just kind of driving wherever they feel like? They're they're driving. It, it it's um, a roadway in as much as vehicles have clearly driven through it for a while, but okay. it is um, it's not a cleared path. Okay. So um, similar to, I mean, the only real example I have in my head is like a bike trail um, where bikes have been through it enough that there's like a bit of a. a muddy dirty pathway but it's mm-hmm. certainly not not clean and admittedly um based on the the kind of burnt out nature of this forest there's still trees standing like um they're they're bereft of greenery but there are still trunks everywhere so creating a a, a blockade of some sort or trying to drop these things is definitely possible also um these aren't like what i think we would traditionally think of as a sort of canadian forest like big 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 um, heavy, heavy trees. These are kind of smaller, like um, the only example I have in my head is like a birch, but like you could wrap, you couldn't quite get your hands around it, but it's it's that smaller um, smaller trunk tree. So also very easy to just like knock over if you need to. Like this isn't like we have to uproot it and dump it. It's not old growth forest. It's like relatively uh, smallish forest that's been burnt out and stunted by by the the warfare. I'm sure Marnie's like burnt shit down. Oh, hundred percent. So the orcs years. and like, it, yeah, <laughs> again, like this is really is kind of that, you know, mud of France situation where it's like, cool. These trees are still up. They're mostly dead. <laughs> you yeah. know? Right. We- so they clearly roll through here, this pathway right here. If we knock down uh, a couple of trees, we could perhaps uh, get into drive single file through a gap. Uh, and uh, take out one of the vehicles on this side of the blockade while the others move along. Might not even notice. All right, yes, that's a good plan. Uh, If we create some kind of enfilade so they can only go through it single file, the trick will be we can only afford to attack the last or second last vehicle. If we we draw the attention of the whole convoy, we are, to put it lightly, uh, completely chucked. There's no point, just chuffed to the end. So... Marnie can't move, I, I can't it. run, and they have vehicles. Um, on that note, um, you can run a Medicaid check on Marnie to help stabilize her if you want. Um, Laura, I am going to need a uh, resilience check from you if you wouldn't resilience mind. Resilience check? Cool. I'll trust you to do the, uh, the honors with the convoy. I'll try to keep Marnie from bleeding out from the giant... Axe stuck in her chest. <laughs> yes, sir. You can count on me, and I'll I'll go to work. Um, just like pun- <laughs> punching trees down. Okay, to great. basically create a choke point so that vehicles can only pass through one at a time. Love and it to obscure what's on the other side of this these trees so that the last vehicle we attack can't be seen clearly by the ones that have gone through. Okay. Um. So before we roll the Medicaid check. Uh, Ryan, uh, what I need from you is a perception check. Uh, difficulty, what is what do your mechanical eyes do in terms of what's your elf eyes see? Uh, in terms of, um, uh, I remove a challenge dice on perception or vigilance due to environment. Great, okay, I do that um, for visual and for hearing because I also have robot ears. I would say my way of helping is in the way that you explained to me, Tom, what these orc um, Mm -hmm. convoys typically consist of, I'd be listing those off for him to be able to spot. Yeah, that's perfect. I love that. So Ryan, I was going to give you a difficulty of four because of all the like 
dirt and fire and everything else. Uh, not fire. Um, just the the difficulty of of again. The best way to think of this is um, when you see like the um, Immortan Joe's convoy in uh, yeah, so Mad the Max dust Fury Road, just dust and like black and exhaust, yeah. just to, like because sp- again, like uh, the orcs are very very good at slapping stuff together, but they're not like. Okay, but environmentally speaking, <laughs> so just um, just a real dirty convoy. Um, so that said, when you click on your your optics, uh, a lot of that, like even if it's just heat signatures, you can see very clearly what these things are. But you're also not a- aware of what's necessarily on the ground. So that's where where Atticus comes in. So with your optics, you can drop it to three. Okay. Uh, get a. We give you uh, a boost. Uh, yeah, so one boost from um, the uh, kind of advice that uh, Atticus is able to give you. Um, I think that's probably it from my end. Uh, I feel else you want to argue for? No, I feel like that's probably it. They'd be too far away to use the aspects or any of the stuff that he'd normally use to help him with any kind of perception. So I think this is just see what he can see. Also, it's yep. not like they get to choose the order they go through the fucking gap. So Yep, yep, totally. Three successes, one advantage. Great. Nice. Um, okay, so... I say, uh, can I pass the advantage? Oh, no, it costs more than one advantage to pass advantage, right? Uh, you can spend an advantage to pass to the next turn. Great. I would so, like to... yes. Can I pass the advantage to Tyler? Because from what I've seen of the convoy, he can build a more accurate barricade. Absolutely. Also, um, Marnie doesn't get a turn. So, yes. <laughs> Dope. <Am I laughs> not, Technically, not, you can't pass not, it to a player, but... Am I not going to be resilient? I mean, yeah. I'm just not counting that as a turn because I'm nice. Oh, that's Don't really nice. burn a full turn on like, oh, no, sorry, man. You being like, there's 10 vehicles. And Marnie's like, I feel better. This feels good. <laughs> Um, I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. Uh, <laughs> but in the grim darkness of the future, aren't we all the walking dead? Um, okay, so there are... Um, we're going to say uh, five vehicles in the convoy. Um, you have um, two um, war tracks up front. Or sorry, uh, yeah, war tracks up front. Um, again, highly exposed. Um not the fastest, uh, but kind of a good support vehicle. Behind them, there's a war buggy uh, for support. Um, beyond that, um, you see um, a fairly armored, um, the kind of low to the ground vehicle that I think um, you would probably equate to uh, almost like the the kind of vehicle, like almost an armored limo, like the kind of thing that um, you would imagine VIPs traveling around in in worlds mm. where where ground travel is is more common than skimmers. Um, and uh, behind that uh, is uh, a final um, uh, war buggy um, kind of protecting the the armored vehicle. From a quick uh, analysis standpoint, Valentine, um, all of these are fairly exposed. Um, one of your concerns is if you have to cut across the battlefield, you'll likely be taking fire from both the imps and from the orcs. So armored vehicles, the best case, it is the second last vehicle. So you'd have to also deal with the war track behind it. Um, but odds are that would be your best chance for getting yourself who's pretty badly wounded and the unconscious woman through. Um, so I think he'd lay out some kind of 
clear orders then on the scale of things, which is like, we got to set up the barricade. But I'd like to make an addition to this plan, Atticus. Is there a way where you could perhaps uh, fold it in? Let's just say, design a barricade that we could shut completely to trap vehicles on our side and split them off from their protectors. Because if we could leave the armored vehicle, I think the back vehicle is just going to be, uh, for lack of a better term, a problem. Um, But we could storm the water truck. So let the armored vehicle come in, trap it so it's with us, leave the others on the other side. We storm, we take it, we take the war buggy, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, we could do something like that. I don't see why I can't just uh, set up the barricade, wait off to the side and then uh, punch it closed, so to speak. When the time comes. (laughs) Now, just so uh, I'm clear, which vehicle do we want to procure and which one do we want to make sure can't follow us? So we need... They need to let the convoy pass through. There are two war tracks in the front. They go through. There is a right. war buggy of some kind. It goes through. Right, then we right. shut it. We want to take the, for lack of a better term, armored, I don't know, orcmo, if we want to use limousine, but in a term of orcs, and orcazine. That's ours. We want to ride that because we can put ourselves inside it and remain safe. Then there is an exposed war buggy. My thought is, shut it. I will shoot the gunner on the war buggy so that we don't get hit with whatever their equivalent of heavy bolter fire is. And then you can storm towards the limo and I'll come from my side in some sort of pincer movement. Um, Atticus, you would recognize what he's describing as a boomdaka snaz wagon, um, which is um, a, unfortunately on this planet, because of Vicodin's operation, uh, a not uncommon sight uh, which is a repurposed um, luxury vehicle uh, that has been retrofitted. And yes, from your experience, like it's as it, as close to a, a tank as a car can get. Um, so uh, a, a good, also heavily armored, uh, heavily armed as well. So a good, good bet. Uh, also not something you want chasing you. So that tracks. Um, in terms of numbers, just to make this easier for us, um, the war tracks are one and two, so they're the first two vehicles. They're riding side by side. Vehicle number three is the war buggy, uh, which is the four by four all terrain. Uh, uh, just a fucking uh, think a, a orc equivalent of a warthog in Halo. Um, ah, or it's, yes. it's the yeah, it's a flatbed truck ride. with a fifty cal on the hood. That's all it is. They're super simple vehicles. Yeah, with with Thank like <laughs> all terrain tires. So like, yeah, uh, the war tracks cool. are closer to like if you cut the back off a motorcycle and added like a rear red wagon or like part of a flatbed. Super simple. The war buggy is a bit bigger, a little more all terrain, a little more like a warthog. And then the the boom daka snaz wagon is is an armored limo with a big gun on top. So uh, four and five are the two targets you're trying to take. Four is the one you want to drive. Five is the one you want to neutralize. Is that correct? Yes. Great. So the the rough assault plan, unless you've got any notes, Atticus, you lock it shut. I'll shoot the gunner on the war buggy. Then you storm in on the first one, close up, and I'll come in from our side. We need to take the vehicle out quickly. Unfortunately, closer is better when they are heavily armed. Closest based, in my opinion. <laughs> a man after my own heart. I do have a strange uh, suggestion for this, and I apologize for this in advance, but orcs are more likely to be less involved if they believe we are orcs. So instead of your usual battle cries, uh, please replace the word emperor with gork and mork. Uh, and instead of other battle cries, if you could just yell a good old hwa as you storm in. 
Perhaps that could buy us a few seconds as they believe you are an orc yourself. All right, Space Marine. That's right, it's me, one of the biggest, toughest orcs in the biggest, toughest war in the galaxy. If you think that you and all your other beaky boys are going to come in here and fight us all for the Imperium or whatever, then you're going to need a hell of a lot of help. And you're going to need it from Patreon.com slash DumbDumbDice. I hear for just one of your Imperium dollars, you can join a Patreon-only Discord and talk all about your Imperium nonsense with other fans. Or you can add names to the shows. You can even add characters. We don't need any characters here in the wall. We got plenty. But if you want to add one, you can for only $25. Of course, to do that, you're going to need to rev up that chainsaw, aren't you, Marine? Oh, wait. No, don't, don't do it. No, no, don't do it. Oh, why, it's charged up by the power of Patreon.com slash dice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Curse you, Spice Marine! War. War. Yes, correct. Yeah, I could do that. Wonderful, wonderful. What I mean, is we'll it be good for? To, specifically this. Yeah, we'll be back for the regular infantry primer materials later. But for now, we will pretend to be orcs. Oh, wow. Um, I just want to give Ryan full points for wheel wheatening his hua. <laughs> um, now, go cool. set up the barricade. I need to keep Marnie from dying. Yeah, Marnie, go ahead and roll <laughs> that check, uh... please. <laughs> All right, what's my difficulty? Um, you've been unconscious now for three rounds. Uh, so the last one was three. We're going to make this one four. The last one was two. Oh, then this one's three. Great. Cool. Um, I was hoping it was, I just didn't write it down. So I was like, can, can I, um, is my plat is the plasma gun like broken and still in my hands or did it get like, it exploded. It exploded. Um, if you want to think about it as like, it was attached to your backpack through like that heavy cable that attaches it to the power source. Um, when the gun blew, that's just like a flapping cable now. So okay, um, why do you ask? I was just wondering if I can like a- add something just for like Marnie, kind of like drifting and kind of feeling her empty hands, and just like this like rage that her plasma gun is not with her. <laughs> I mean, I kind of love that. So sure. Um, you, again, we, we've established like you're, you're mortally injured, but you're also a tank. So like, you're just drifting like on the edge of consciousness. And I think, um, well, maybe we'll say that your, your like end game was always, I'll just overload the gun. And like, that'll be my, you defeated me, but go fuck yourself moment. Yeah. So you're just feeling around for it and your hand closes around a broken tube. Um, and it fills you with rage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you need to get back up so you can cool. punch an orc to death before you die. Yeah, 100%. So sure, yeah, let's give you one boost for that. Okay, Absolutely. Thanks. Love it. Very good, Laura. <laughs> All right, rolling. Uh, one success, one advantage. Great. Um, okay, uh, what is what are you at wound-wise right now? I mean... <laughs> like, Zero. Yeah, I got I got nothing left. <laughs> I'm like three beyond my threshold. <laughs> so minus three. That ain't great. Minus three, yeah. Okay. Um, so um, 
I think what we'll say instead then is uh, we can ca- uh, pass one boost forward to Ryan on his Medicaid roll because cool. uh, of your unending rage and your desire to come back from the grave <laughs> to be mad. <laughs> um, cool. So Ryan, go ahead and roll Medicaid, please. Uh, difficulty is going to be three because that's how many rounds she's been out. Uh, you get a boost for um, her rage. <laughs> nice. Uh, is there anything else you want to make a, a case for? Um, I do have uh, my aspects, which can be used to scan things nearby to spot issues or problems or whatever. Could I use that in a way that would assist with this? It wouldn't solve the problem, but it would help me ID problems or at least prioritize theoretically. Uh, in this case, I'm going to say no, because the way I've always conceived of the auspices since I painted them back in the day is, uh, and I think we've talked about this as uh, less a um, a Star Trek tricorder and more like a battlefield uh, awareness piece. I don't think running it over her, her body would help much. Also, um, her problem is very clear. It's the choppa buried deep into her chest. Uh, so the good news is you don't need to run a bunch of diagnostics on that because like... Yeah, but I can't take it out. <laughs> no, um, but it does mean that you're not trying to ascertain the yeah, problem. Yeah, but also, sense. yeah, I just also want to say tr- as true as we can to like 40K tech being weird. And I imagine there would be an auspex that could likely do this. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. don't no, think no, no, it would be yours. Sense to me. Um, that said, I would maybe give you a boost for using Eugene as uh, essentially like your medical aid. Um, hovering around and like weirdly I feel like a servo skull would likely be helpful in this even if it's just handing you shit uh, in a way an auspex wouldn't so you can take one boost for for Eugene if you want to bring him out uh, yeah yeah he'd be fine with that because I mean his uh, like they're they're clear of enemy for now so yes he'd use whatever he could to try okay, to keep great. her kicking cool so take one one boost for Eugene great uh, what's our story point situation um, we are sitting, I believe, at one in four in my favor. Oh, hard pass. I'm not using that. We're just going to see what happens. Uh, also, Valentine's not great at Medicaid. He's never been great at Medicaid. We're not going to make him great at Medicaid. We're just going to see what happens. Uh, I'm going to burn one uh, to upgrade your dice because uh, I don't want to sit on these for too long. Um, dope, dope, we'll dope. say that one is specifically around the fact that uh, you can't actually address the main issue, which is... The blade in her, the giant axe in the human. So it's yeah. yeah. All right, let's uh, let's see what happens here. Marnie, I'm sorry about this. I don't entirely know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do the best. And you know what? The emperor always demands the best, and that's why I'm feeling pretty good about how this is going to go. One success, one advantage. <gasps> um, as uh, you begin to futz with this, you um remember watching um, Alto work with Dr. Cleaver and you kind of, um, even though he's gone, uh, you have kind of a a brief moment of the emperor always puts the right people in the right place in the right time. Um, And uh, yeah, you're able to um, delay um, death (laughs) um, by by futzing around. (laughs) So, um, Laura, your next check will be at the same difficulty as this one was. Uh, so it hasn't gotten okay. worse, but it also hasn't got better, if that makes sense. All right. Tom. Uh, yes, sir. 
as he's looking at her and he's going through this and dealing with everything, um, over that process, I would like to have removed her backpack so he could see like the injuries better and that kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he looks at the backpack and he goes, oh my God, my God, Emperor, I can't believe this. Marnie, you're going to hate this later, but you're asleep right now. And I hope you'll be awake to hate me. Uh, and he runs over to Atticus. He's like, do you ever watch Throne Ball? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, well, have you ever heard of the fastball special? It's when someone throws something and then someone else shoots it and then it explodes. Oh, yeah, we got something like that here, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Inside this backpack is a plasma generator. And you know what we need to do? Destroy a war buggy. What I'm thinking is, drop your thing, barricade comes down, you toss it, I shoot it, boom, boom, no more war buggy, storm the limo. We take it, snaz, dagger, whatever the fuck, off we go. Well, that's inspired, so I bloody love it. And I love you. Now, you take this. The Emperor <laughs> loves us all. Let's be orcs. Uh, uh, hide well. And then he'll just, like, flash a sign of the Aquila and then dash back over to, like, really fucking hide Marnie and himself. <laughs> okay, H- hang on a hot second here. What does flashing the sign with the Aquila look like? You kind of held your hands up in, like, a... Well, I mean, here's the problem, Tom. Canonically, no one's ever described it well in a novel. But people so, throw it, like, people throw up the sign of the Aquila in novels? Yeah, 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 yeah. all the time. They Isn't even, sometimes like they that? just flash the wing, and they talk about just doing this as oh, a religious I sign, which is half the Aquila. Okay, well, I, I like Laura's... Uh, if it's up to me, I think it's, it's thumbs crossed the with the two fucking heads. gangster's paradise. Yeah. Uh, okay, love it. For me, for me, I cross the thumbs because I think it gives you two heads. Look, so yeah, I dig that. All I'm saying is I'm very proud of us for being the first live action Warhammer 40k Aquila sign throw up. When they do it in the Eisenhorn series, we can all be like, okay, we did it first. And then Games Workshop sues us into the ground. We disappear. But till then, yeah. Love it. Okay, great. So you throw up the sign of the Aquila. <laughs> uh, just wanted to clarify that because I was like, what? Um, and uh, you um, go to take your places. Oh, so, yeah. For people who know nothing, the, sim- the symbol of the Imperium is a two-headed eagle. It's kind of Nazi-ish, which is not great, but it's a hand equivalent of that. Because they're space fascists. We've established this. Yeah. It's in the logo of the show if you need to find it. Uh, and for those of you just listening, not watching, um, the, the visual version we've come up with is uh, crossing your hands uh, with your fingers together so they look a little bit like wings, uh, and then your thumbs are like the little heads of the eagle. It actually works really well. Yeah, uh, it's just the first space, time Ryan did it. He did chest. it below his mic, and it looked like he was throwing like a weird like Weezer logo up. Like it was just a West W. Side. Yeah, it was just like W with wings. And I was like, I hope that's it. It's because I was gonna do it, and I realized I was just gonna hit my mic completely out of frame if I tried. So <laughs> we, we solved it. So the moral of the story is: praise the emperor. All's well that ends well. Uh, I need stealth checks from both you boys uh, because the the orcs are distracted. Uh, so this isn't like a hard, hard, hard check, but it is something we need to to sort out. Uh, we're gonna say difficulty of two. Um, they would be on the lookout, but also this is a pretty standard. Um, like you're behind enemy lines, so it's their territory. Actually, I'm gonna drop this to a one. You're behind enemy lines; it's their territory, and this is a place they drive through constantly, without harassment the one is really only because marnie has created enough of a boogeyman story that they're worried about schwarzenberger just being here somewhere <laughs> cool um you have two story points for valentine uh, you guys to 
to to try to pitch, I think Valentine would set himself and Marnie up so that they'd look like corpses beside the road. So even if they Good. did get spotted, people would just be like, ah, dead humans. Cool. I'll give you a boost for that. I'll also give you a boost for your auspics in this case because ping, 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 beep, beep, beep. They're in the vents. We get, um, yeah, we get time to know. <laughs> Atticus, uh, I'm going to give you a boost just for... Um, You've been on this battlefield for a bit. You you know this sort of stuff. This isn't. This is actually like a weirdly normal day for you. So uh, it's actually a fairly common maneuver. Um, is there anything else you would argue for uh, on your roll? Um, I was thinking the finishing touch on the barricade would be to set it on fire. Nice. Uh, sort of a uh, Joker convoy flaming fire truck situation. Um, mm-hmm. You had uh, me a Joker convoy flaming fire truck. My the hope is that that draws said. the eye away from any shortcomings in Atticus's camouflage. Okay, so so unclear about how the barricade's going to work. You want to set the barricade on fire before it's basically you punch a it flaming over. funnel. So you don't want to drive through it or touch it or anything like that because it's fire. Uh, but there is like right. negative space between it that you can go through single file. And then the plan will be to drop a final piece down to block them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um. How how would you justify the fire? Um, not in terms of how Atticus would set it, but for the... I mean, I guess it's a war zone, Sue. It could just be like, here's random fire. Because like on Joker Barricade, it's like, well, the Joker set these fires to, to bottleneck yeah. us. Um, would you try and do anything to make it seem random or are you just committed to like, there's just uh, fire here? No, I would say, I, I would assume that the day-to-day lives of orcs is chaotic enough that great random fire <laughs> is not nope i love it works for me not something um, like pulled okay, up great fire wasn't here yesterday Otacon, <laughs> <laughs> i'm standing around some fires i need full support from my orcs i have in my earpiece yeah. um yeah okay great um sure i'd buy that all right um does that so confer at... any additional advantage uh, yeah, absolutely. So give yourself another boost. Um, Does that apply to both of us because it's a giant fire? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yep. Yay. Um, I think that's probably it from my end then. Okay. Yeah, that's all I'd, I get. I don't got a lot going on, so I'm hoping those boosts I... Uh, uh, Tyler, you do have uh, two story points if you want to use them. I would again... I think I'm about to need them for if this goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to fight multiple vehicles full yeah. of orcs. Uh, I've okay. got a in that case. S- oh, no, go ahead. You already rolled. It's fine. Oh yeah, I got two success and three advantage for nice. for Marnie and I. Okay, I got three advantages, one failure. Ooh. Okay. Um, so uh, the orc convoy comes rolling through, um, just blasting cool orc tunes uh out of uh out of their their there's uh, i guess uh, given or, orc parlance speakers um <laughs> so uh they're listening to like a carly ray jepson song that's like vaguely orcified um uh, it's really upbeat honestly the orcs know how to party um <clears throat> so they're uh they're driving through and uh the two um war tracks up at the front come through one at a time um but the second uh, war buggy is starting to come through, and uh, as the war tracks kind of continue on, the buggy actually stops in the bottleneck. Um, and uh, you hear someone say, hang on, everyone, hang on. Sorry, it's uh, 
It's me, um, Zigdag Zork from Firewatch. Uh, it's very important to DeBoss that we uh, make sure that there aren't just random fires here. So I'm just going to stay and put out the fire. You, you boys go on ahead. Uh, sorry, buds. You, you're going to have to hang on a second. Just going to put these fires out, okay? Okay, this is... Wait a minute. Who the fuck is that? Tree down. <laughs> um, <buggy laughs> in the barricade. If he's the, if he's the last guy before the vehicle we need, crushing him. I don't give a fuck. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra, at EL Hamstring on Twitter, as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master, Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds. Really, Big Monster? Zero irony. Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word? The radio is talking to me. So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space. There's a pocket dimension in the deep freeze. This is the stupidest dystopia we've ever been to. What the hell is that? Because you're having a cigarette? In 415 million BC? Where are we? Space? Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.